0: I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on December the 14th, 2009. For newcomers, look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. That's the main website. Scroll down, bookmark all the other sites I have up there for use. These are all the authorized sites. Anything else is not mine. And bookmark them for use, because sometimes the big servers go down. And if you have these bookmarks, you can always get the latest show for download. The audios for download. Now there's cutting through the matrix.com. There's cutting through drjenknis.com. Cutting through the There's Alan Watt cutting through the matrix.ca. There's Alan Watt sentient, sentinel.eu. The last one is a European site. Has all the same audios for download. Has the addition of a lot of transcripts of the talks I've given. Written in the various languages of Europe for download and print up. And you can pass them around to your friends. And I remember you are the audience that bring me to you. No one else does. There's no big organisation behind me. There's no one funding me. The ads on this show go straight from the advertisers to RBN, the radio station, to broadcast the show. Pays for their time, pays for their equipment, staff, and bills, and all the rest of it. So it's up to you to keep me going. You can do so by buying the things I have for sale, the books and so on I've written com websites, or the CDs, DVDs as well, or you can donate. It's up to you. You can also pay by PayPal. The donate button as well. As long as you give me a separate email, and uh, personal checks are good from the US to Canada. US citizens can also use international postal money orders at your post office. If you don't like using the bank, say, you can use PayPal again. You can use cash. Outside America, same same things with addition to Western Union. Moneygram's another one that we use a lot in Europe, too. Uh, or you can use cash. It's up to you. That will get to me just to say Those who get the discs burned of the talks and passed to them at meetings who don't use computers to play on their CD players, you can get in touch with me at Alan Watt, site 41, box 4, which is E-S-T-A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. The postal code is P, as in Peter, 3, E, as in Elizabeth, 4, N, as in Nora, 1. P, 3, E, 4, N, 1. And it's very, very important I say that you do support me. I'm not promoting products. I'm out of that side of it altogether. That gives me a wider range of... I can be pushed around by people and I can see what I want to to say about certain things as well without feeling obliged to sort of omit it. Uh, And that happens sometimes. I've heard other hosts talk about it. Other hosts are paid by either bringing on the guests that sell products or even mentioning it once or twice during the show. That's how they get paid. So it's up to you to keep me going crawling along here because there's a big cost of upkeep and I'm already under... Scrutiny by the authorities who've cut my internet uh, satellite upload by over half, well over half, in fact. So that's what happens, as I say, when you're not authorized to come out and say anything. It's, you know, people in the U.S., are unfortunately, a lot of them are the last ones to realize it's the only country where you can get some speech at all outside the mainstream, out there on the airwaves. It's the only one in the world. And we should really appreciate it from Canada here for RBN putting this out. As I say, it's so hard. You could not start up a show in Canada and say the things that I've said over the years. That's impossible. And the music's coming in. We'll be back with tonight's talk after these messages. This is cutting through the matrix. I think it was Angleton, who was one of the first directors of the CIA, said that deception was a state of the mind, and that was the mind of the state. At the bottom level, we never really, really know the real reasons as to why things are going on, why they happen. That's the media's job, is to keep this baby answer, a childish answer, out there even arguing about it it from one side or another to make sure that we never ever catch on to any big picture that's really happening because you'll never understand agendas and we live in a constant agenda we we were born into the agenda it was already on the go so were your parents and we're the last to know what it was all about unless you really stick your nose into very old dry dusty books written by people involved security agencies, intelligences uh, boring old people from uh, bureaucracies who write their memoirs, they'll often slip in there maybe a few paragraphs in a whole big old thick book in between their golfing uh, episodes and all that stuff and these are the snippets you get of what was really going on and it's up to you to piece it together but people don't even know and the beauty of brainwashing as has been said by many of those involved in the brainwashing uh, systems for intelligence services is that the last people who know are the ones who are being brainwashed once this happened you cannot convince them you'd have to literally I think it's COMA I think COMA is the organization that kidnaps youngsters who have fallen for some of the cults the religious cults generally from the far east or somewhere in the middle east and uh, or from India and uh They have to kidnap them and take them off to some remote place and deprogram them, lock them up and deprogram them over a period of about two weeks before they can start even getting through to them. Brainwashing does work, but it works most effectively when it starts, when you're young. Now, I've talked about some of the history of the setting up and the reasons for setting up and who set up the League of Nations that became the United Nations. You have to look into the writings of even propagandists like H.G. Wells. And he was a propagandist for this Fabian socialist world state. It's got many names don't get don't get tied into a particular name. These are really methods. These are specialized areas of the same agenda. Some people call them communist. Some say uh, Fabian. Fabian is a slow technique, intergenerational, to change society step by step by forms forms of persuasion and corruption and most folk will think well I'm not corruptible but everybody's corruptible you see the ones who set up the system had studied humankind perfectly over thousands of years in fact that's why they use the old philosophers and they judge many their sayings to themselves how are we today well we go through the same things And if you look at a child uh, in in the health industry, they mark out their future in milestones, from baby onwards. They're they're milestones. When they first say dad, dad, mama, or whatever else they say these days, uh, that's a milestone. And they go on from there, and then they they walk and toddle and all the rest of it. These are all different milestones. When your hormones kick in, you, you become interested in sexual activity. That's a milestone as well. Um, they also use instincts which are often coupled with the drive we have drives and instincts for eating and for procreation for the species to keep the species going That's a, these are survival mechanisms very basic stuff but if you can exaggerate them and there's many ways to exaggerate something a need for something it's very similar to a fetish Uh, if someone is approaching, say, a pubertal age uh, and something comes along, excites them in a strange way in that particular phase they end up with a fetish for the item or the object all throughout their lives this is all also known an exaggerated one too becomes, becomes an obsession something to comfort them some people will eat like crazy to comfort themselves they feel they're in charge they're getting something immediately immediate gratification in other words drives and things which are normal can be exagger- exaggerated to such an extent they become obsessive and those who designed the system took the works of plato and the Neoplatonic groups that lived in uh, alexandria which really were f- philosophers movers and shakers, those who wanted to change society, and literally work the world into an ordered society, under their order, obviously, since they believed they were truly illumined back in Alexandria. They also brought in different religions into it. One or two main ones, in fact, are still on the go today. And they also believe they have a divine destiny to rule there's no doubt about that in fact every religion does think is special more so than any other religion that's why you join them i promise you I promise, this is exclusive it's exclusive and eventually we, we end up with all the revolutions in the 1700s 1800s and people don't even understand the agitation that goes in and the intelligence networking that goes into the creation of any kind of revolution. The so-called Bolshevik revolution in Russia was an overnight coup by a hundred people. A hundred hard and trained mercenaries who were brought in from outside Russia and they took over the country. And from there, they spread out, and the same thing in other countries, to try to get revolutions going very, very quickly. In a time, because they look for times of economic depressions, now you've got to join the bankers on the other side who deal with the financial situations. And don't think that bankers have some sort of dreamy goal of always uh, sitting there changing money and taking profits and lending cash forever into eternity. They have much bigger plans, obviously, more so because they deal with economics. They deal with the history of countries and the world. They deal with past wars and debt and future wars and coming debt. They deal with population numbers. Are there people there to, to, to pay off so much of a debt if we lend out this for a war? They, they do the deal. So the two sides actually work together. The agitators for an ordered society and the economists for the banks, an ordered society. Money in itself is literally an institution. It's an idea that someone introduced into society. It's an exchange for labor, which is energy. And we know what the scams are pulled, it's so easy to, to crash economies by creating bubbles and putting in the derivative markets. Now we're going to get the same thing in the carbon, creating two more bubbles of nothing, actually, nothing. But what is money really but nothing? But it's so odd that when money disappears or is withdrawn by banks, nothing works. The factories are there, the, the fields are there, everything's there, the workers are there, but this strange thing that we don't really need is not there, and therefore we just stand around like dummies and starve it's crazy absolutely crazy and this has all been discussed by other people in universities and so on now they want to bring in a system eventually where the state will give you credits which is just a form of money really the difference being under a world socialized state you'll get X amount of credits across the board now it will be a a tiered class system absolutely because communism was run on a tiered system with a tiny minority riding the backs of the majority elite with terror absolute terror running the countries and mass slaughter incredible slaughter they always bring in famine after they've taken over completely and it's no coincidence that they're getting ready uh, from the Royal Institute of International Affairs and other organisations to deal with the coming famine that's all over the place they've been working on it for 15 years if you go into their own website at Chatham House They've got whole think tanks working on this for years and years. And the coming famine, because famine uh, doesn't just kill a bunch of people off, which is one goal to achieve, but it also makes everyone buckle under and do what they're told. It so, uses a weapon. Food is a weapon, absolutely. We, we have seen how embargoes work when the UN boys target a country, and nothing comes into that country, and they stop everything going out of that country, so all trade stops. Medicine going in stops, food going in stops, and they starve thousands and thousands and thousands to death. Personally, I, I don't see any difference between doing that and doing it the way that the communists did traditionally after the revolutions of simply getting whole regions of, say, Russia, starving to death. It, it got rid of all the peasants who still clung on to the dirt, the land, the love of the land, and they were independent, completely right down to weaving their own cloth. And it's the same thing with, with the, U, the Ukraine as well. Wherever they go, there's a mass slaughter. And you've got to stop thinking in terms. You've got to understand that it's how you perceive things that will mislay you into the wrong path. The same things can be done again under different guises, and they will be done under different guises, again. Because these guys have a technique and a formula, and they certainly always do follow it. Part of the communist Fabian society uh, was the abolition of the family unit and the state giving the values, the new values, to the children. One of the the biggest experiments in this was in Israel because when Israel, before it began, they flooded Israel with, with particular Uh, atheistic Jews who are totally communistic into Israel well written about there's a great book, it's called um, Children of the Dream bringing Plato's idea of communal rearing of children back with more after this break I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Just showing the listeners how different techniques are used down through time by those who are taught the techniques of bringing in order and disorder at different stages in time, often bringing in complete disorder to bring out a new form in a bigger, bigger scale across the planet. And mentioning about communism... Uh, also called the, the Bolshevism and how they used Israel initially as an example it was all over the newspapers at the time how Israel was, was a new form of, some of them even said it was, it was even a better form or a more advanced form of Marxism more so than the Soviet Union because they wanted to bring in the kibbutz system have communal rearing of children that way they're trying to still a, a communal Uh, effects of brotherhood, sisterhood amongst the children uh, who would not bond with their parents so well a new generation because in communism each generation must be further indoctrinated into the ideals of Marxism than the last, so much so that it's quite legitimate eventually to kill off, if need be the older ones, under a cultural revolution, that's what they did in China the children who became teenagers, started killing off their parents. So techniques are understood. If it works in a country, it will work anywhere. Plato that said the same thing. What has happened in a formula system in one country, if you introduce the same formula in the same sequence, it will happen again. People can be made to do anything that has happened before. It's not necessary to explain to them why you're doing it, or even what you're doing. They will go along with something, especially especially if you work again on their drives, their primeval drives, their survival mechanisms. Everybody loves pleasure. The Israel experiment kind of fell away because eventually the women wanted to to rear their own children. That was why the the kibbutz fell apart over time. And they wanted their family, and they wanted uh, the child to know who their mother was, and, and they wanted to rear their own child. And that's the way it is today. But nonetheless, this idea of a sort of utopia, uh, the utopia according to H.G. Wells and many utopians, this communal rearing of children has never gone away. And the big boys at the top still envisage they can, they can bring this in through gradualism. Things can be done today they could never have dared to have done back in the, say, 1940s or 30s in the Western world, because each generation, especially since the advent of TV, mainly so from television onwards, began to be gradually indoctrinated into new ways of thinking, mainly because programming, it's called programming for a purpose from television, was scientifically designed. Don't just escape storytellers to come up and write any stuff to keep you entertained, there's nothing when you when watch out there it's not full of messages and when you're being entertained you don't censor them as you would do at a meeting when you're listening to people say I agree with this I disagree with that or I know where he's taking us," and so on uh, when you're being entertained your censor part is down you're, you're, you're being brainwashed and you're laughing along with it too so anything can be introduced especially if it's coupled with a, an emotive event a visual event during the display of the movie so therefore every generation has been corrupted more and more and more and more until on television today they have reached a goal pretty well uh, where nothing, nothing or anything goes I should say nothing is taboo and as Plato said pretty well in, in a later version he says monkey see, monkey do and it's so true especially if you're doing something that promotes something to a specific age group like the youth when their hormones are just jumping around the destruction of the family unit and I've gone through how Bertrand Russell and others talks about kindergarten and how kindergarten if you get them in early enough with scientific indoctrination and he'd proven this in his own um, authorized by royal charter schools where he got away with things that anybody else would have been hung for at the time uh, he said that uh, they found that if those children had four hours of indoctrination, scientific indoctrination per day, put back to their parents, then it didn't matter what contamination, these are the words the communists use too, by the way, contamination. Now, this is a British lord to show you that both sides work together. He says, there's no contamination of old moral values um, that will stick in the child's head. In other words, whatever the parents say will be of no effect whatsoever. their their school indoctrination would stick. And he'd proven it. But we're at the stage now where nothing shocks us. If your great-granny could be alive today, or maybe your grandmother, uh, and watch some of the modern daily fare on television, you'd blush for their sake. You may not blush because you're already corrupted, generation by generation, but you'd blush for their sake having to watch this entertainment everybody's a voyeur today being sold dreams dreams fantastic dreams which are myth and fantasy they'll try and act out their own life and by doing so they have massive disruption in society and of course you have all these different agencies the government set up to deal with the fallout as the families all break apart and everybody's at each other's throats life becomes cheap And so do crimes. Crimes that used to be crimes become lesser crimes. So much so, the police often ignore child abuse in a sexual manner. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Alan Watts were cutting through the matrix, talking about big systems that work together to bring out a world order. They've been working for an awful long time to make it happen, and what they used to do was cause economic crashes. Uh, war, economic crashes, the aftermath of war, were often good enough to get in and agitate, you see, for for various kinds of rights, but mainly for, for organized labor basically that was a front they had lots of followers because everyone pretty well was a laborer at the time and um, they didn't realize who was guiding them and for what reasons what purposes and that was communism but going back even further you have to go into the writings of the professional revolutionaries in the 1800s to understand how they brought it all about and how their techniques work you have to go into the writings of the man that Albert Pike trained to go into Europe, especially Italy, and agitate for overthrow of the governments they had there, which eventually happened. And uh, when you look into their writings, you realise, like like uh, Mazzini, that was the man who was sent there. He talks about this: "says in order to dominate a people, first we must corrupt them, completely corrupt their whole society." Now, you'd think uh, that couldn't be done, but again, they're using science. They're using drives and so on, and bursting the the natural boundaries that kept that culture alive, vibrant, and successful. Survival mechanisms is what does that, you see. When you attack your drives and see anything goes, just have fun, and a little bit of money is pumped into this, especially the capitals, then debauchery, then breaks out because those at the top guide the debauchery entertainment business there's a a two DVD set that people have to see it's a keeper to show you what was happening in the 1920s and 30s and they give you at least three cities here they're called sin cities the two DVDs are called legendary sin cities legendary sin cities by the CBC, the Canadian taxpayer I guess, that funded this whole thing and it's one of the few things that, uh, that they fund by our tax money that the public actually watches, the rest is so boring and communistic, but anyway they're actually celebrating these cities and saying oh, what a shame, you know, they're the pinnacle of culture but literally they had they had after World War One again at the great time for um, demoralising everybody corrupting everybody especially again during economic depression They could hire thousands of women for peanuts, people who were hungry, starving, even pregnant women. And they had them in the big clubs, the big, big clubs all over Berlin, Paris, Shanghai. Now remember, each one of these these places was overrun by the next war, which this helped to corrupt towards. In fact, Hitler wouldn't go in if it hadn't been for what was happening in the major cities in Berlin. The popular reaction actually was for, to end the massive corruption that was happening in the culture. And you won't believe what they're actually doing until you get these two DVDs. Legendary Sin Cities. And everyone's seen the old Hollywood movies where you had the hoofers, as they, the guys who run them call them. Uh, dressed in very little doing the fan-shaped dances and all these different dances on the stage it was that came straight from the sin cities because all these guys fled like rats before world war ii started and they went right to hollywood and they simply gave them a, a a little bit of a cloth to wear and they did the same kind of stuff there because corruption and their techniques and their purpose could not stop they have a purpose And that was part of the degradation of society, the the breakdown of the family, because when people become obsessed with anything, whether it's food, sex, or anything else, it it, it overwhelms common sense, it becomes an obsession, and they must act it out. They must try and satisfy something, which is already a neurotic exaggeration. You can't satisfy it. That's why there are so many clinics all over the place dealing with people like that, with problems. These are the techniques that are used, and remember, Paris, Berlin and Shanghai were easily you know, dealt with, with World War II. The height of corruption always ends up with wars. Guaranteed, always has done in history. Overthrow. And those who know who to use the sciences are ready there to overthrow at the right time. As I say, when, when this becomes so perverted as a society, Certain crimes that used to be high on the list for punishments start to become lower on the list as the people themselves, including the authorities, are just as perverted as everybody else in society by the gradual indoctrination into perversion as we become voyeurs and all the rest of it. Again, mainly through fiction. Regular daily fare on television. The rise in the cult of the, of the actors and the Hollywood sect and what they're doing and what they're snorting and all the rest of it. There's daily fear everywhere. People lap it up. Why? Because they're addicted to this kind of stuff. They don't know what effect it's having on them. They're the last to know, even when they start fighting with their with their, with their marriage partners. They don't know. Or they start having affairs they don't know. Why do you think soaps were introduced just to titillate someone? all the women in the country it was meant to show you yeah you can have these affairs and get away with it you can do that then they bring out certain talk show hosts for television and they make them superstars you become nothing in entertainment unless you're put there and made to be a superstar and they promote all this stuff as all being natural and all the schmucks that follow them start to try and work it out in their own life and generally end up with disaster which is the intent of it. Abolition of the family unit, the state rearing of the children. This article here ties in with what I'm talking about, how we sort of deregulate certain problems or put them down the list of priority. And it's from the Times, November the 18th, 2009. It's an institution to do with orphans. It's called Bernardo's Homes in Britain and it's, it says Bernardo's warns of Britain's secret trade and child sex Now these are common articles now we just sort of dismiss them thinking it's got nothing really to do with us and it says a secret network of organized child sex traffickers is operating within Britain they could t- change it and say the US, Canada everywhere else is happening in Canada too and I have articles on that especially out the west coast as the capital for Canada for it. but um, I will get into that not tonight though it's according to the charity Bernardo's Approximately one in six of the sexually exploited children Currently being helped by the organisation Say they've been moved between cities And passed around between paedophiles These are organised sex rings now They're all over the place Martin Neary, chief executive Where Bernardo's warned of a hidden problem In which vulnerable youngsters Many of whom have run away from home Are shunted around the country To increase their isolation through our work with children abused through prostitution, it became apparent that some young people were being moved around the UK from town to town by abusing adults who would use the children for their exploitation. And then he, he talks about how they were approached. You know, says kind men generally will buy them food, buy them drink, age 12 and so on, give them a mobile phone. You know. And then a few months later, they will be isolated and alone, sometimes in a different town and sleeping with that man and his friends. These are male and female, too. And so there's no national records are kept on the number of children exploited in this way, because that's dropped off the list of priorities, you see, because they all become degraded now. Bernardo is, is, is calling for police and authorities in the UK to develop a greater awareness of the problem. Well, good luck, because I know you've seen the lists of, of uh, children who go missing, and it's all forgotten. Thousands and thousands in every country every year. It's gone. Then they give you the example of one of the, the, the children here and she tells you how it worked with her and how she got into it driven to parties she was told to have sex with his friends and so on and this is common fear as I say common, common fear it, it, part of the, the generating techniques after years of exploitation of a, to a public that take this, this kind of stuff uh, uh, for granted, because they're corrupted themselves. Step by step, every generation is corrupted. Every generation, further into it, further into it, further into it, till anything goes, until you end up with the Brave New World scenario that, that Huxley predicted, and he was right on where it's all supposed to go. Because the main thing with promiscuity is to break the bonding process between people, so they do not marry or have offspring. Julian Huxley, the brother of Aldo, the first CEO of UNESCO, that United Nations organization that's one of the most perverted of all, and makes sure, which really is in charge of all educations in the world, they, they're associated with the National Teachers' Associations of all countries, uh, have come out with some amazing stuff on uh, and how group masturbation in, in school would be a good thing. And I, I read the articles not so long ago from their own sites. I'm not shocked with anything I know what it's all about I know where it's going too and then you you couple that with where else is going and from the times online again you've got an amazing amount of money being spent on something you just can't figure out why when scientists go hell for leather to find something remember all science is directed because they're all funded by those who direct them they don't say he's a massive cash grant go out and find whatever you can whatever is of interest no they're told what to look for because there's always a, a social political reason for it by those who rule when they tried the Roaring 20 stuff in the western world that's what you had in the US again I preparation for total degradation with cocaine they made booze illegal, made sure there's plenty there, mind you, but in booze can it was naughty. That's where all the youngsters would go. If it's bad and forbidden, they're gonna go. They had more alcoholics, more folk drinking after Prohibition than they did before it. And those guys who designed this knew that too. But then they came up with uh, uh, something in the second go round. The first go round, you see, had too much pregnancy. Uh, they didn't have the contraceptives. They didn't have the open abortions that you have today. There was orphanages, orphanages that were g- getting stuffed at the seams with unwanted children. Uh, venereal disease was out like crazy because they didn't have the antibiotics to treat them. And so they went back to the drawing board. And they worked hard with massive grants and massive funding, demanded by the so-called left but happily supplied by the so-called right. And they came out with the pill in the 60s and they introduced the pill and, and and bomb, the bomb of popular music came out at the same time. And the miniscuit and do whatever you want. And that's what the songs were about, do whatever you want. Not initially, but that's how they eventually became very quickly. They used to bring on these stars on TV that would fall off chairs in interviews. You could hardly get a sentence out, they were so stunned. Or they were tripping on LSD and guys in the BBC, of all places, the government broadcasting station, basically, which it is, and they all worked. They were all recruited from Eton at that time to make sure the class structure and control kept all information and kept directing culture. They would just titter on screen when the guest would fall off his chair. Time after time, I saw so many of them. It was a small, watching this stuff. But that's not, not enough, you see. To bring in, again, all things that destroy that main target, the end of the family unit, had to be done away with. And here they go, Times on, Times, December 11th, 2009. Says so scientists find single on-off gene that can change the gender traits. Now why has it been gone on, hell for leather? Number one, in genetics, you better wonder about that to begin with. You won't get it until you get look into eugenics. But anyway, in the history of eugenics and the utopians' dreams, the single on-off gene that can change gender traits by Hannah Devlin. It says, uh, um, scientists have identified the gene that keeps females female. An international team found that the action of a single gene is all that stops females from developing male physical traits, including testes and facial hair. When this gene was artificially switched off in adult female mice, their ovaries began to turn into testes, and they started to produce a level of testosterone found in healthy male mice. Discovery could eventually revolutionize gender reassignment therapy. And improve treatments for babies who are born with a mixed gender. They, they always bring up the stuff is to help, you know, to help the few that we care about, you know, we really care. All the rubbish. Same with the chip for implant in the brain. It was DARPA. Look what DARPA is. Check it out for yourself. Came out with a chip, put it in a quadriplegic to say, oh, the guy can send emails now uh, with with thinking just by thought. Well, look what the business of DARPA is. It's not there to help anybody. But you always use the same con when they're going ahead into an area to throw everybody off and generally for most folks it's good enough we'd brave new world again because Huxley goes into that in brave new world where literally the children are assigned their genders they alter, they alter it all in the womb an artificial womb mind you that's still to come to the public I'm sure it's already developed in some very secretive laboratories it says um, the research published today in the, the journal Cell Challenges a common perception that gender is determined purely by the X chromosomes and Y chromosomes. The gene that was switched off, known as FOXL2, lies on a non-sex chromosome that is shared by males and females. We take for granted that we maintain the sex we're born with. They should actually say gender, sex is used for everything, now if you notice too, that's not by mistake. Because everything's a trigger word, you understand how things work in psycholinguistics. So I'll I'll replace it all with with gender. Maintain the gender we're born with, including whether we have testes or ovaries, but this work shows that the activity of a single gene, the FOXL2, is all that prevents adult ovary cells turning into cells found in testes, said Robin Lovell-Badge for the National Institute for Medical Research and a co-author of the paper. Then talk about the gene itself. It has a seesaw relationship with another gene, SOX9, Which is normally active only in males. When one is on, the other is automatically switched off. In the first few days of male development, SOX9 is turned on and this stops FOXL2 from becoming active for the rest of the man's life. The reverse occurs in females, with FOXL2 being switched on first. Discovery That gender depends, at least in part, on the competing action of genes that are shared by both uh, genders, suggests that the gender can be more easily manipulated than previously thought. Now, sure, like, this is new stuff to them. No, we get antique information back after this break. and what, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix just going on a little, a little roll about some this one little way one area of how to degrade society that was taught to professional revolutionaries who were in different tiers and different classes themselves and the higher ones worked within governments obviously to make social policies for change and how they go for your natural drives and how they distort them until they become obsessive drives especially when you give them an entertainment system and a media system that makes you a voyeur because that's that's what folk are really they're waiting waiting for the erotic, the highly erotic sex stuff it happens between the hero and the heroine or all things in between these days when Clinton was in, I remember the Surgeon General was, was highly controversial because she was talking about exactly the same article I read recently coming from the United Nations about sort of um, class masturbation in schools, so she kind of got some backlash from the public, and they had to remove her. But they didn't stop, and the UN still pushing it. But here's who they're putting in now. And I told you, all the right people are in Obama's administration, and every other country's administration at the same time across the Western world. This is from Gateway Pundit. It's called Wednesday, December the 9th, 2009. In March 2000, the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network, called GLSEN, Gilson Organization of Massachusetts, held its 10-year anniversary Gilson Boston Conference at Tufts University. So this was no little street thing or a back street. This is not Tufts University. This was all done in academia. This conference was fully supported by the Massachusetts Department of Education and Safe Schools Program, the Governor's Commission on Gay and Lesbian Youth, and some of the presenters even received federal money during the 2000 conference workshop. Uh, leaders uh, of youth, youth only ages of 14 to 21 session that offered lessons in fisting by the way, that's anal fisting a dangerous sexual practice during the workshop, that's what they are taught during the same, and actually, actually academia pushing that, because after all, the ordinary folk the pros don't change society it's the academia that, and those who end up being managerial in looking over society, managing it but scrolling down here it says here that um uh, an audio clip is on this here where Barack Obama posted... It's he, a clip here, Barack Obama uh, appointed Kevin Jennings, who was the head of this organization. Uh, he's the founder of Gilson. He was paid $273,573 as its executive se- secretary in 2007. That's not a bad paycheck. That tells you how, how important it is to ram this stuff, literally. It's forgiven my language to ram this stuff through. So he's appointed as, now as the new Safe Schools Czar. Barack Obama appointed him. And this guy was the keynote speaker at the gilson Boston Conference in Tufts University in 2000. And he stole one of the, 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 the main activists for it. It says here... Unfortunately for Gilson, an undercover journalist with mass resistance recorded these outrageous sessions at Tufts University. The audio was later leaked to a local radio station. It created such an uproar that Gilson leaders were forced to apologize for their disgusting behavior. And what were they talking about on it? Well, should you swallow or not swallow? And how to have safely fist your friends and stuff like that? And how to do safe rimming, whatever that is, I have no idea. Maybe something to do with routing. I know that's used in woodwork. But anyway, you'll hear the audios if you want to look into this particular site. I'll put these links up on my site at the end of the show for you to peruse. And it ties in with the degradation, the purposeful degradation of society, which is then easily controlled. As Mazzini said, first you degenerate society, then you order them. That's what we're going through. From Hamish, myself, and Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God or your gods go with you.